everyone. This is Drew Carey of Tome Radio. Joining us today would be one of the humblest person I know, who is not just a person connected to science and books, but also a person with a focusy. Ladies and gentlemen, the free man from a black stream himself, Dr. Frank L. Douglas. Hi, Doctor. Hi, <laughs> so, Dr. Douglas, what's keeping you busy lately in the past three to six months, knowing the fact that COVID is still there? Well, interestingly enough, what is really occupying me mm-hmm. uh, to do with systemic racism? You know, one oh. of the things which uh, okay. COVID uh, revealed mm-hmm. is that uh, minorities, you know, people, black people, brown people, mm-hmm. do not have the same access to the healthcare oh. system. As a matter of fact, before the vaccines were available, mm-hmm. they were dying at a much higher rate. And that led me to think about systemic racism mm-hmm. as a virus like the COVID. Okay. It's there, embedded. You can't see it, mm-hmm. but you see the impact of it. That's right. And uh, I then decided to really take a look at some of these uh, diversity, equity, inclusion type uh, programs okay. that mm-hmm. are there to try to help us to reduce the evidences and impact of systemic racism. And so I created a company which is called Safe Haven Dialogues, and I can some more about uh, what we do, but what has been occupying me. Lovely. Well, you've talked about systemic racism. We'd like to know more about this one, since we will be circling around this topic. Um, for the benefit of those people listening to us, um, Dr. Douglas is not new to podcasts because he has been doing this, talking about his career, his life, his book. But for this moment, we'll be talking about his advocacy, which is Safe Haven Dialogues. Yes. Mm-hmm. So talking about this advocacy, what is Safe Haven Dialogues LLC to start with? Well, Safe Haven Dialogues, Take the following approach. Mm-hmm. In any organization, the major thing you have to be able to guess, it's an individual who has been harmed, who feels the pain. And although it is important to do a lot of programs to increase the awareness of things we call microaggressions, of, of stereotyping people, of mm-hmm. saying the wrong things, etc., Mm-hmm. It is okay to do that and important to do that for the environment. But often, although that is being done, the individual, I call it the aggrieved individual, the individual who feels wronged mm-hmm. by discrimination, is in pain, is emotionally upset. And that because of that, they can't really enter into full work. They can't be motivated. That's so right. Safe Haven Dialogues has put together a process in which if an individual feels that they've been harmed because of discrimination, they can come to us. We have a panel. We call it our VIP panel. These are people who are victors mm-hmm. over oppression, over various indignities in their professions. Wow. So they okay. Have yeah, so they can actually empathize with that individual. Mm-hmm. And that individual can discuss their situation with this panel. And the panel does something which is extremely important. The panel helps the individual to reframe the problem. This is our major issue, to reframe the problem. Namely, you know, sometimes someone comes and says, well, 
you know, I'd like this company to change all of its rules so that they're, you know, they're fairer. Well, that's, that's a very right. difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the situation individuals in, is there a problem there that is a better problem to solve, which would help the individual be more productive mm-hmm. uh, in the present environment? So that's what Safe Haven Dialogues does. Uh, we focus on what are the issues of fairness within an organization that's okay. affecting an individual? You know, how can we help that individual reframe their problems so they can come up with solutions that are productive? And finally, we assist that individual to have a discussion with the appropriate manager. So oh, okay. They can have a, a, a very uh, open and a productive uh, discussion. So instead of talking about DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, mm-hmm. you know, we actually talk about EID, namely equity, okay, inclusion of the individual, diversity. Okay. Turn it around. So you mentioned earlier, by the way, about VIP panel. The panel is composed of, of course, you. Would there be like a therapist or a psychologist? No, as a matter of fact, and on the website, you will see the members of the present panel, the VIP panel, which is actually say, the victors mm-hmm. in over injustices in their professions. And you'll find among them there is a, a, a medical doctor, uh, there is a, a lawyer, there are a, a couple of uh, uh, executives uh, from companies, there is a, a dean of the university. Uh, so they come from different walks of their head of human resources. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a financial. So they come from different lives. What they have in common is that they experience different types of injustices, discrimination during their work life, mm-hmm. and they have overcome it. They're all at high levels in their profession. Uh, if you're in need of help or someone would need help, safehavendialogues.com. On top of the website, you'd see book a session. You just need to click that, and what comes after would be a need for you to fill out information, and they would get back to you as soon as possible. Right, doctor? That's correct. Mm-hmm. By doing this project for a very long time, um, what were the experiences you have had that made you realize that you should not stop doing this project? Because in some other people, they have chosen an advocacy. So they were able to experience such and they were able to stop it because they were discouraged by either by themselves as a biased thing or by other people as not supporting them. Tell us something, how you started and or why you're still doing this. You know, interestingly enough, uh, uh, two, three years ago, I wrote my memoirs. And it was actually in a real sense while writing my memoirs, mm-hmm. I recognized that many of the challenges that I faced that had to deal with discrimination, in many cases, what I had done, I had reframed the problem I was facing. Let me give an example, very simple one. Uh, After I had completed my PhD in Mm -hmm. chemistry, I was hired by Xerox. Mm -hmm. And this was many, many years ago. And I got there, and my manager, for some reason, was never able to find me a good project. And we had many discussions. And one day, a 
white young man joined who had not completed his PhD. In fact, he was still writing his thesis. Mm -hmm. And he was immediately placed on what was the most attractive and we would say the hottest wow. project going on. <laughs> what a lead. So, yeah, I, I went to my manager and I asked him how come. And he, he looked at me and he nodded and he said, yes, you're right. I, I put Bob on this project. I got very angry. I left his office, went to the senior vice president, to whom I'd gone before and complained that I was not being treated fairly, Mm -hmm. and told him what had happened. Okay. Now, years later, I thought of that incident, and the following occurred to me. One, this senior vice president, Dr. Tribus was his name, mm -hmm. was a new head of research and development at Xerox, and he had, he was determined and had set himself to hire a number of black PhDs. He hired three the year I was there. Prior to that, there was only one present, mm -hmm. uh, in the company. Now, that means my success was very important to him. Had I gone to him and had I said, Dr. Tribes, could you help my manager find me a very good project where I could demonstrate what I learned in my PhD, I might still have been at Xerox. Because I did not want him to punish, penalize my manager. What mm -hmm. I wanted was a good project. Yes. And that was the thing he would want, a good project. So I thought about that as an example where I had not reframed the question. And had I reframed the question, we would have had a problem that was not only going to get me to my desired outcome, mm -hmm. but was an easier problem to solve and a better problem to solve. So as I was writing my memoirs, it struck me that, as a matter of fact, I had done a lot of that later, later on in, in, in life, and that was probably responsible for some of my successes even when I was in a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. So I continue to do this because systemic discrimination, you know, whether it is gender, whether it is uh, <clears throat> uh, color uh, of skin, whether it is culture, uh, mm -hmm. whether it is what we call transactionality. Uh, or even know, educational these, attainment, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's educational attainment, discrimination is within the fabric of our country, has been around for centuries. So you shouldn't expect to be able to solve this, you know, just like that. Sure. However, we need to approach it from two perspectives. One is the, the strategic, which I call the equity part, where we get organizations to commit to treating everyone, not just people of color, mm -hmm. everyone fairly, okay, transparent, fairly, and aligning all their systems around the simple question, is this fair to everyone? And on the other side, 
for individuals who are experiencing discrimination is to have an, an opportunity, a way where they can be in a safe haven, a safe space where they can discuss the experience they're having mm-hmm. and where individuals who are empathetic but who will be looking at the situation they're in in as, a, in as an impartial way as possible. So empathy and impartiality and help that individual to reframe their problem so that they can come up with a solution that empowers them. Empowers Motivates them. That's and right. enables them to have a discussion with the manager in the middle who can be of help to them. I would like to understand even better, which services do we offer under Safe Haven? Yes, one could uh, one could generalize consulting, but here's how the process consulting. works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's say someone comes to us. Okay. We have an, a format in which we ask them to describe what is happening. For example, mm-hmm. we ask them okay. to start, and, and on two pages, not a long document, at most two pages. We we start off with what is the outcome you desire? Two, three sentences. Okay. Then we ask them to describe the situation that they're in. Half a page to a page. Sure. Then we ask them to describe their view of the environment that they are in. And finally, we ask them to state what they think is the problem. So I they agree. present that to us. Mm-hmm. We present that a couple of weeks before we are going to have a meeting with the individual to mm-hmm. the VIP panel. And the VIP panel discusses among themselves. Now... On the day when the, I'm going to say, aggrieved individual meets with the VIP panel, we have a process that they go through. Mm-hmm. They start off by listening to the individual telling their case. Mm-hmm. They ask some questions of the individual to be sure that they understand the outcome the individual would like to have. Well, then they start asking questions about the the, the environment and trying to get a sense of what is the environment like? What problems do you think the manager has? What challenges do you mm-hmm. think the manager has? And yeah, they ask you. those questions and discuss. Then they have a discussion around, given the situation that they have heard, given what the individual would like to achieve, and given their understanding of the environment, with respect to the issue of equity, mm-hmm. namely treating everyone fairly, what are the themes that they are hearing? That would be an important discussion for this individual to have with the, with the manager around being treated fairly, equity generally. And secondly, are there any problems there that if they were to be addressed, both the individual and the manager would find that productive. And once they have that, then they go to the final stage, let's reframe the problem. Let's focus on the problem which is the better problem to solve. And in all of this, of course, there is interaction with the individual to get feedback, you know, were we to address that, would that help you get to your desired outcome? That's so right. It's also interactive. So that's what the process uh, looks like. For for this year, do you happen to have any number? Like how many people have we been able to no, we, help already? Yes. Yeah, no, we, we launched 
uh, we launched uh, this year, we find the process uh, about uh, four or five months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and we actually have been uh, we've been helping people, but uh, at the moment we've been doing it uh, pro bono in a sense, wow. so people get uh, you know accustomed uh, uh, to it. Wow. I'm, I'm I'm totally speechless. I mean, with much efforts that you guys have been doing from, you know, receiving the story, checking, panel, question answer portion. I mean, you guys, we have here a financial analyst, a journalist um, or a senior human resource management analyst, another um, human resource director, board certified in emergency medicine. I mean, how can you guys be... <laughs> Have another moment to do such thing while you have this title. I mean, how you guys well, are you being know, blessed. <laughs> yeah. It is a commitment, and mm-hmm. we all have to, to help in this. In this, you know, these are individuals who are all very passionate and uh, really like you know that they could share with others. They could use their own. Uh, experiences and the things that they did to overcome, because each one of them has each one of them has had uh, problems that not necessarily be identical, but they mm-hmm. might be issues that were similar. Exactly. That they can call upon how they handled it. And what mm-hmm. is important is actually the discussion amongst the VIP. That sure. is an important part of it, where they are also changing the experiences that they had and trying to pull out from their own experiences those common elements that could be useful to this individual. You guys being the epitome of different industries and now providing a voice of refraining different kinds of problems, especially the racism in and out of office or even in a public matter. I'm so speechless, (laughs) to be honest, on how I could really put myself in your shoes. I could just barely imagine the number of people whom you've helped, especially with Free Bono, bow down to you guys and be be safe. For us, it is an opportunity to, you know, to, to give back, and it's a privilege uh, to be able to do it. So, you know, we ourselves feel uh, blessed by the opportunity. Indeed. Staying blessed so we can bless more people, right? Yeah. I agree. Well, with a person who has a big heart, and at the same time, for the rest of the guys who creates Safe Haven Dialogues LLC as one of the uh, top priority in helping people who experience such, what would be your message to the people who had the same passion as yours and would like to, you know, be part of your group? Uh, to, to contact us and uh, mm-hmm. let us uh, discuss and get to know each other. Uh, uh-huh. Because as we, <laughs> as we grow, we need to grow our, you know, our uh, panel members. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we will be growing the panel members. Of course. So, you know, contact us and let's have the discussion. So what upcoming projects are you currently working on, Dr. Douglas, that you would like to share with our our listeners? Well, this has actually, interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. uh, led to something and uh, I'm just uh, completing an an article. And I would invite people to check, you know, Dr. Frank L. Douglas on LinkedIn or Safe Haven Dialogues LLC on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. because this has led to something quite interesting, a new principle. 
that we have been sharing on LinkedIn in the last couple of weeks, actually, if that's new, and mm-hmm. um, just completing an article for publication. And it is looking at the DEI, diversity, mm-hmm. equity, inclusion. Inclusion. Uh-huh. Looking at those programs from the Safe Haven Dialogues viewpoint. And remember I said in the Safe Haven Dialogues, we focus on equity as the strategic, the thing that the organization mm-hmm. commits to do, treating people fairly. Okay. We look at individual, empowering, motivating that individual who may have been aggrieved, and we look at how do you include them. Now, the following has evolved. What we call our equity, inclusion, and individual engagement principle. Equity, inclusion, individual engagement principle. Here is a fact. Gallup, over 30 years, Mm -hmm. studied over 100,000 employees, 54 different countries, many, many industries, and discovered the following, that those companies in which employee engagement was very high, had lower absenteeism, had much higher profitability, etc. They found that employee engagement led to very positive results for those companies in which it was high. We then looked at what we do at Safe Haven Dialogue and something became very clear. Namely, that if you had a company whose strategy was to focus on equity, making sure that their rules, their processes, their promotion mm-hmm. uh, <coughs> uh, guidelines, that those things were done in a way that was transparent and fair to everyone, and that was their commitment one, that what that would lead to is the individuals working for them becoming engaged, but only engaged if they are included. Correct. Meaningfully, okay, if they're included meaningfully in the operations of the company, in the social contract within the company, etc. So we have stated this principle, which we call the equity, inclusion, and individual engagement principle. Mm-hmm. And it says very simply, very simply, it says. In any organization, be it a company, be it a university, be it a community, be it a family, True. if the leaders commit to equity, treating everyone fairly, okay, and if they meaningfully include individuals, they will get the motivation of those individuals, those individuals will be motivated, they'll become engaged, and they will work hard to achieve the organization goals as well as their relevant personal goals. I agree. We call it the EIIE principle, and we're now rolling that out, and it's something which has come out of State Haven Dialogues. As we look at the experience, you know, in industry, in university and DEI programs, which are very important, as we look at it, this is the core that we are seeing. Equity, commitment from leaders, ensure that your individuals are engaged by including them meaningfully so that inclusion becomes a bridge between equity, the commitment of the leaders, 
mm-hmm. and individual engagement, which leads to productivity, be it from a societal perspective or from a business perspective. Okay, so guys, once again, as what Dr. Douglas has been um, putting an emphasis, equity, inclusion, individual engagement as their principle. This is not just for individual people, actually. This is also for people who runs a company or a community or an organization is not to provide any discrimination at all. Be a great leader by listening to the rest of the people fairly. With this podcast, I do hope that people who have been listening to us would get into their core and understand that them themselves could be a victim or either could be a leader. So either which you choose as a title, you always have the power and option to listen to people, treat people nicely, and make sure that people would also understand um, where they're coming from and you would also understand where they're coming from. As it says here on their website, safehavendialogues.com, racism is a virus. Viruses cannot be seen by the naked eye. Many create human illnesses by invading cells and using the cells' own machinery to replicate, destroying the host cells and infecting other cells. Therefore, systemic racism is like a virus. So to wrap things up, Dr. Douglas, in any way you can help, again, uh, your website, right? Furthermore, yes. and, mm-hmm. and of course, dialogues.com. Mm-hmm. And I also really invite people to go to LinkedIn because they will see the EIIE principle, the equity, inclusion, individual engagement principle. Very brief post mm-hmm. that introduces that introduce, uh, the principle and uh, the, the, describe it. There are about five or six uh, very brief pro, uh, pros. There's one uh, mini article that I think takes uh, three minutes to read. Lovely. So aside from their website and LinkedIn, I, I realize that you also have your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, wherein you also express how important your principles are and how Safe Haven Dialogues have been reaching out to the community, right? So for Twitter, uh-huh, you can also check their daily post, which is um, at Safe Haven DLLC, and their Instagram would be at Safe Haven DLLC, and their Facebook as well would be at Safe Haven Dialogues LLC. So again, guys, if you need help or if you could refer someone who needs help, Safe Haven Dialogues would actually reframe problems and create solutions for us. Well said. Reframe problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's our motto. Reframe problems, create solutions. Create solutions. There you go. So, guys, thank you so much for your time. And if you have, again, inquiries, we have mentioned the most way you could reach help from us from the website, again, safehavendialogues.com. So thank you so much, Dr. Douglas, for showing um, great support to the community against this kind of problem that people would not even think that still exists. But please extend our gratitude not only to you, but also to the rest of the people who make Safe Haven Dialogues LLC exist until now. I shall do that. And thank you very much for the opportunity to describe Safe Haven Dialogue and the work we're doing. I'm a fan. (laughs) Thank you so much for this one. Okay.